Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by another sinister version of God. I, I guess we're at the end of the Sinisters. So uh, this is Sinister Josh. Um, so many Sinisters. Everything so many. is sinister. Everything is. But and- but we know one thing is for certain, though. Mm-hmm. There will never be a Sinister Duck. Just won't happen. Just won't happen. Oh man, you don't remember it? No. Oh. In oh. The, uh, oh. Okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I want. I thought you were trying to do a pun or a joke, and I wanted you to sit in it. But no, I remember. Yes. All the right. Duck, yes. You don't trust them. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So before we get into our sinister books today, because we are covering Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, Nightcrawlers, and Immoral X-Men. And these are all tie-ins, but they're not tie-ins, really. They're, they're not tie-ins. This is yeah. the series. This is the series. And I wish they promoted that more. Honestly. Me too. I wish they said, like, no, you have to read this to get the next thing. Because, like, I don't... I mean, we'll see when we get issue two, but I can't imagine it's going to make a lot of sense if you didn't I mean, read. I will say, in, like, the the one... I realized that was the case after the sins of sinister book when you like that checklist when we read over it there were no other x-men books in there it was only these new mini series that they came out with yeah i mean i almost, like that like, sure. it's this close to like the age of apocalypse event they did yeah but the only difference in the and it's a and it's a big difference is they didn't stop publishing all the books and only publish these books. That's what they did when Age of Apocalypse came out. Like, all the books ended, and then everything was, like, an Age of Apocalypse book. And, like, no one knew. The thing, this was, like, back in the 90s, so, like, no one fucking, like... Knew what was going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, (laughs) especially when you're young, because I was, like, a, a, like, middle schooler or something. And, like, it just you're just, like, whoa these are the X-Men now. Like, what's going on? Like, this is it. There are no other X-Men books. <laughs> um, that, that reminds me of this rant I saw this YouTuber go on where he's like, you kids don't understand that sometimes when you didn't know the answer to something, that was it. Someone else made up an answer, and that was about it. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but yeah, so we have those three books today, but I wanted to talk about um, events in general because a few weeks ago they had a retailers, comic book retailers meeting event. And they talked about the next big events happening for different companies. Uh, DC's doing some kind of event that involves the Sandman and Dreams. And then I think another one's called Chaos something about like Agatha and and, uh, Scarlet Witch. But it involves the whole entire universe. And I'm like, is this an event? They also have an event. They have an event coming up for Carnage. I think it's a Carnage and Venom event. Yeah. But. No offense, but like Carnage, come on. I'm I'm just starting the Carnage and Venom books right now, the current runs. So I'm they seem like they're tying into stuff. So I think it's more of a I think spider event. It's a, it's a spider event. It's also a, God, I want to say 25th, but it better not be any fucking more than 25 year anniversary of the Maximum Carnage event. Oh, uh, okay. 
Yeah. Um, I got to look this up. This is going to bug me how many years now. I have event fatigue for events that don't seem like they were naturally made. For example, this year, like you mentioned, we have the event, the Carnage event, but at least that's part of two ongoing books, and it's probably the plan. If you're reading the two Captain America books, they're leading to an event called Cold War, which I'm really excited about. Oh, that's cool. And and that's the combination of that. If you're reading Daredevil, um, Devil's Reign was the combination of that. Like, these are the events I want that feel like they're not just manufactured because it's summertime and we need an event. And I feel like both companies are guilty of that a lot. So, God damn it. What? Oh, Maximum <laughs> Carnage was 30 fucking years ago. Yeah, you're an old piece of shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so that's why I'm really happy so far with this event because like everything matters. There's not 25, you know, tie-in books that you don't really need to read or anything like that. It's like it's right here. This is what we're reading. Yes. Sorry, I am. <laughs> Did you stare into your mortality for a my, second? My my illusions have been shattered. I'm I'm fucking too old to be doing this podcast. I like I oh most I, definitely yeah. I need to hang this up. I you know what you're just. Let me know when you're done, and I'll hit and I'll end the recording. I'll 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 just be I'll just be the pro the the producer. The editor. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I I I'm with you. I I am so it makes me even more excited for this series, knowing that it's self-contained, but I also have faith that whatever happens in this self-contained little mini series will have effects on the other ongoing stories yeah, and the future yeah, you know what sure. i mean like that's what an event should be it should be a thing that's like okay we have these this thing is happening it's, it's just make it the art of the miniseries is gone is all i'm trying to say no i know i completely agree because people have to manufacture these events because before like i started with events with stuff like civil war and secret invasion you can tell there was a plan they were connected and they were doing their own thing but I want to say, like, since Civil War II, they really started becoming more manufactured and more like, we just need an event. We yeah. need something to do and something to show. So I'm, I'm really happy so far with the way Sins of Sinister is running. And a lot of the reveals are just, like, crazy stuff. So Dude. let's get right into it. Anything but else you want to talk do, about before I we had... get... hmm? Yeah, anything else you want to talk about before we get yeah, into I it? Have, I have one other thing, and it's pod-related. It's a, it's a, it's It's has some ramifications on our podcast. Oh, so shit. I'm I'm a um subscriber to Marvel Unlimited. And Marvel Unlimited subscribers got um access to and I'm sure other people too, but got access to a X-Men panel that's happening in a couple of weeks like a Zoom like over Zoom and it's going to be it's for like what is it the the 60th anniversary right yeah i think it's the 65th right yeah 60th yeah. 60th yeah yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah um, this year's 60th for avengers and x-men that's right yeah yeah yeah. so for the 60th so they have like it's gonna be like um chris claremont and fucking a bunch of other people whose names just flew out of my head <laughs> is that but, a good idea <laughs> yeah it is so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh I'm going to go to it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to take some notes and I'm going to report back on the pod. Nice. Uh, I did hear about this yesterday or two days ago because Grant Morrison was announced. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. I, I definitely want to meet him one day. Just get an autograph. That'd he doesn't do cool. a lot of conventions, but like yeah. that would just be really cool. 
Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to have a modern day Chris Claremont just talking. He better I mean, be like time lapsed, you know? Like, oh, they are it. it there's no way. I mean, they're gonna have to tell him something. Like, also, Rob Liefeld's gonna be there. So, oh boy. Uh, so, in, in a way, Chris Claremont's not the worst one there. He really isn't. No, no, just the guy's his credit for something he barely did. Um, all right. Rob Chris Liefeld. No, oh, Rob Liefeld. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no, okay, Chris Claremont okay, okay. did plenty. No, I was Rob like, Liefeld. Oh, listen, listen. Chris Claremont might might be might be borderline human garbage right now, but. He did the work, man. He gave no, us no, these fucking yes, characters. No. I mean, come on now. No, Rob Liefeld talks a lot, <laughs> usually out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he created. He definitely created characters. Yeah, he definitely drew a bunch of fucking characters that looked exactly the same. Yeah, and then admitted to stealing ideas. <laughs> anyway, talk about, talk about human garbage. <laughs> So also I'm um, I want to say I think there are some updates. I think they're going to start filming Deadpool 3 soon. Like a lot of stuff with like Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman working out. And then Hugh Jackman said he's going to play more than one version of Wolverine. Don't hate it. Don't yeah. hate it. Um did I tell you any plot stuff that I heard about? You have not. All right, uh, listeners. Be a really good time to do it. Yeah. Uh listeners, if you don't want to know anything about Deadpool 3, it's alleged uh, leak. Um, just give ahead like 30 seconds. So basically, it seems like the plot is Owen Wilson is trying to arrest Ryan uh, Deadpool from the TVA because he still has a time machine he got from Cable. So he's trying to arrest them and they're jumping around. That's how they find more Wolverines. And that's how he eventually enters the main MCU. Allegedly. Yeah, good. Hey, good. Uh, pairing Owen Wilson and Ryan Reynolds. I'm down for that. That's going to be dumb as fuck. I love it. Yeah, especially the way his character breaks down other characters and explains why they're fucking stupid, which is like some of my favorite stuff in Loki. Like, that's going to be cool. When does the second season of Loki come out? This year. I don't know when. Nice. Yeah. This year is Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, and Guardians 3. And X-Men. They have so much shit coming out, man. <laughs> Well, actually, they're, they're peeling back. Originally, there was going to be like three movies and three shows. And I think they said they officially want to keep it like just two shows, two movies. But I, I think it's better. I think that's a better way to do it. I think it's a better. Do you have the physical? You have the physical copy of Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, right? Yeah. Does the inside cover for yours have uh, the ad for the new Doctor Strange? Yep. They are 100% drawing Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, right? He looks a little older. He has like more wrinkles, but that's, but that's his face, man. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. You want to get this show on the road? Let's go. You're wanna starting these off fine people with... what they came here for. Yes, you're starting off with Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. So, we've got Storm and the Brotherhood of the Mutants, an, an Al Ewing joint. So basically, this is our, um, our what's it called? Oh God, what's the X-Men Red. This is our like X-Men Red link to the, the event going on right now. So the book starts with um, Storm. We're 10 years into the future of the events that happened last time. And Storm is basically telling us what happened in that time. Um, and so in that process, we're learning that Destiny was the one who told Storm 
don't maybe don't go to war with uh with sinister maybe just wait wait it out it's gonna be okay and in doing so they were basically overrun by the first batch of crime oh man i messed up that word was it chimera chimeras chimeras chimera thank you um so like the first wave of those so like they were basically overrun and Araco fell and now there's a group of rebels <laughs> hiding in a, a little star base hidden within the the wreckage of mar former mars former Araco now and so we have all that in our first opening like crescendo and and then we have like the most pulp thing happen in this book and it gives us like a star wars-esque rundown of what what's happened in these last 10 years where where storm is at now as the leader of this brotherhood of rebels and and it's being like this book is being treated like kind of like a borderline like grindhouse sci-fi book a little bit yeah and i and i really dig that i really dig it um so we learn all this through Storm because she's talking to Destiny because Destiny has come to Storm asking for something we don't know yet. And uh Storm is like, I are you really Destiny even? And she has some uh some other mutant whose name I cannot remember right now, John Ironfire. Um, I'm assuming an uh, an Araco mutant. Um he comes out of the shadows and uses his mutant powers that i think are something with molten lava and turning it i don't know yeah. something something involving heat <laughs> and so he stabs mystique oh he stabs destiny finds out his mystique mystique is like i've come here to deliver a message and that message is how would you like Araco to live again and so we have our uh our opening thing and now Mystique tells Storm about the Moira engine and that there is this, I, be, I believe we learn at some point it's the seventh Moira. Mm. Um, this seventh Moira is the one that we're currently on. And all we have to do is kill that clone and we go back to the save point of 10 years ago. And so Storm is like, hmm, you know what? That sounds dope. I want to do that. And so... <laughs> Bet it's all good. Go. Yeah, Storm's like, girl, yeah, let's do that. Wearing her version of Magneto's clothes, by the way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> very, very, very well put. That's true. I didn't leave that out. And so then we get another fucking grindhousey uh splash page of our characters, and we get to meet the team, the Brotherhood of Storm, Cable, Cora, Wizkid, the Iron Fire Cat we just met, somebody we're gonna meet named Quick. And guest starry mystique, like there was, I really <laughs> love the way this book is is uh, being handled. So we flash, we flash ahead, um, Cable, because we know he's on the team. We body slide by seven, actually, um, and we end up on Moore Island, Muir Island, Muir, and um, it's that team that we just were introduced to, and Mystique is stuck around because you know she's guest starring, and they are basically now we learn at Sinister's hidden base, which is hidden under Moira's old lab. <laughs> yeah, just a little F you to her. One just more. Just a little like, eh, isn't that funny? And and by the way, we also learn later on that this base hidden underneath 
Moira's lab is supposed to be his most secret hidden base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so take that for what you will. Um, when they land, they are attacked by some chimera who are uh, a, a mixture of maggot and marrow. So they just shoot a bunch of flesh eating bones at you. And so the uh, Brotherhood gets to fighting. Storm tornadoes her way under the ground. She calls upon the power of the wind and it literally drills a hole through the gr- through the ground. And they go into the cavern of the island where his secret, most secret base is. It's defended by, we find more Chimera. I don't even know who these are mixtures of, though. They just look like monsters. Oh, yeah. Well, some of them are kind of generic, but yeah. Oh, wait, I see here. There's um, uh, Glob is one of them. Yeah, but the rest of them are just kind of like monsters. Oh, I think we one of them and then in the next couple pages, one of them vaguely looks like Groot. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he has, in one of the other books, he has a Groot looking one. Oh, maybe that was what it is. But anyway, so they're greeted as they go down into this hidden base. They're greeted by these uh, monster bodyguards and they come to find that the clones of Moira are being locked in an incredibly secure force fieldy thingy that no one knows how to get but WizKid is there and he happens to have uh some technology that is gonna help take care of that and he throws these little things at it and and um the storm also points out hey WizKid, that doesn't look like your normal tech and he's like ah worry not about it it's uh it's new stuff i'm working on <laughs> and so back on the surface uh, uh our homie quick who we just met she's the fastest person still alive and she Cora is maximizing her power, so she's just running around super fast outside, killing, killing baddies. And she notices as she's running really fast that something's wrong with Mystique. She's like glitching. She's like a hologram. And so they find out that's not really Mystique. Where is Mystique? Well, uh, Mystique is um, is Wizkid right now. Yeah, and, that was a that was a shocker. <laughs> and the technology that. Wizkid threw at the uh the the force field cover Moira's was a teleporter and it took it away to where we're about to find out but Storm doesn't know and Storm is also just stabbed in the fucking gut and so as 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 Mystique uh does her thing and and uh stabs Storm she gets out of town as she says as she's leaving Cable never did have a monopoly on translocation. Bye. <laughs> she fucking just pieces out. She body slides by 10. Um, I, This Iron Fire Cat or whatever the hell his name is, he feels like he's let Storm down and Storm saying, no, we're going to survive. Don't worry. And so that's where we leave our heroes. And now we pick up with our villains, baby. Yes. So... We go back to the world farm. We went there uh, during Judgment Day, I believe, and and, and recently in a um, X Men Red book. Yeah. It's where uh, the progenitors live. It's where the um, that dude Orbis Straeus or whatever its name was the the guy who ended up being one of the sinister clones. It's his old stomping grounds. But wouldn't you know it? Destiny's there, just chilling. And they're having a conversation about this. This guy, he's like, all right, we won. We stole this thing. Um, 
I know why I wanted to steal it so that we don't go back 10 years, but um, why don't you want to reset this reality? And we learn that Destiny is only doing what she's doing right now, is only trying to keep this hell world together <laughs> of sinister run world together because in this time, this is one of the only timelines Mystique lives in. Yeah, it's uh, not a great reason because you're kind of condemning everyone to death and, you know, but slavery. Man, but, some, you know, but that's some fucking love. You know what I mean? It's, ask it's yourself, something. ask yourself mm-hmm. if your girl, if you had if you had a way of knowing that your girl only lived in one universe, <laughs> but that universe was this one. <laughs> Yeah, but then she finds out I'm letting people die. I never hear the fucking end of it. Nag, uh, nag, nag, you know? God, you're right. Lady right? Baltimore Lady Baltimore would do the same fucking thing to me. Yeah, it's not uh, worth it. Death to everyone. Um uh, so Um yeah, I gave that issue three X's. Oh good. Wow. wow. Three and a half. I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a solid four. I really fucking liked it. I liked I liked our the popeness of it, I think is the word I'm looking for. Um I I love that it was pulpy and sci-fi and vaguely Star Warsy in a way, but like the things that you know influence Star Wars as well. And I love these machinations. I love the idea that Destiny is part of the bad guys, if you will, and it's for this reason. It's it's still great storytelling to Mystique and, and Destiny. It's paying off on things from the beginning of this story. And we learn in this one that this sinister wants to form dominion, right? Isn't yeah. It, or domination or what was it? Dominion. Dominion, right? I think so. Um, like the high intelligence, you know, like we learn back in yeah. powers of X, like the, the, the prime intelligence that then eventually gets eaten by the phalanx. I think if I remember correctly, but <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That's kind of, in a way, it's it's it feels to me like it's giving some resolution on things that we started like five years ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's a really good issue. I think I'm being it's the harsher. most clear Montean thing they've done in forever. Yes, I'm I'm being a little harsher on these particular three because I kind of equally like them all for different reasons. So I'm getting more like hyper focus. Interesting. Yeah, I love them. Didn't know that was good though. They ain't going to be one under four. Spoiler alert, fans. <laughs> so uh, next up, we have Nightcrawlers. Now, keep in mind, listeners, we have not been reading uh, Legion of X. So a lot of these characters and references, I don't get right away. So we're kind of just basing it off what we're looking at. And and also keep in mind, listeners, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm about to go on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> um. That I had to go, I I don't own the physical copy of this yeah. book yet, because my local comic shop, as I think I stated last time, it can it can take the reservation, but it can't hold the reservation, and still has not delivered to me a, a book that I put on using their own technology, put on reserve many months ago. <laughs> um so nick was kind enough to give give me the digital code that from his book but then the marvel app doesn't fucking want to work 
<laughs> and so any I I sucked it up and I paid four fucking dollars for the goddamn digital copy of this book <laughs> so that I could do this review with you and and stay and stay connected to the story and stay connected to you, dear listener. So that is my rant. And Nick, would you please tell us more about Nightcrawlers? Yes. Um, Nightcrawlers, again, we don't know what's happening in the actual main book right now. So like, I don't know if this first character we're seeing in the Sanctum Centaurum is a chimera or he's just Banshee with the Spirit of Vengeance. Can we... <laughs> Banshee keeps getting a raw fucking deal. <laughs> so, not that long ago, we had zombie Banshee. Yes. We had a zombified fucking Sean Cassidy running around the Marvel Universe, and that was just acceptable. Not that long ago, Banshee was just living in bliss on Krakoa. His daughter was being possessed by some Irish spirit. Um, and um, lo and behold, an old girlfriend calls him up. Moira, how good to hear from you. Oh, you're a mutant. Oh, my God. We can live in this paradise together now. Oh, you killed me and wore my skin so that you could get into Krakoa. <laughs> yeah, man. Sean Cassidy is being done so fucking dirty by Marvel these these last like wasn't he decade. A, was he a Herald of Apocalypse? I feel like he was at one point. Everybody has fucking been a hero of Apocalypse. That, that's also true. I don't recall though, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. So we have this Ghost Rider uh, Banshee hybrid. I don't know if he's actually him or just one of the Chimeras, but either way, he's talking to someone in his head, and then he's attacked by the Legion of the Night. It's Mister Sinister's hit squad, basically, who happens to be a Nightcrawler-esque version of um, X-23, Toad, Sabretooth, Spider-Man, Domino, and Pyro. And they're about to fight him, and he uses a sonic scream as a desperate attempt to get away and realizes it actually frees their mind from being a sinister. <clears throat> so later... They kill the ones that they didn't actually change. And now he has his team and we find out he's working with, um, what is her name again? I just forgot it. He's calling her mother, but what's her name again? Mother Righteous. Mother Righteous. Yeah. So right before that, we get to their conversation. We find out from Sinister's like separate report from his data page that Nightcrawler. I'm going to call I just want so. This is Sean Cassie. I'm like, they told us which spirit it was, and I was trying to find what spirit okay. it was. It's the um it's the spirit of variance. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> so using the power of variance with his sight uh sonic scream, sure. that's what causes their brains to like get whatever sinister genes are like out of the way so they can think clearly or whatever. Sure. Um, we find out from Sinister that Nightcrawler. I'm just telling you, him. there's an in-story oh, yeah. reason. I yeah, that's no, all I'm not saying but... it's it's no. fucking logical. <laughs> uh, Nightcrawler is going to Sinister for help because he is continuing to transform. His mutation is rapidly continuing. Oh wait, know why. you missed one. You missed one of the Nightcrawlers. I forgot there was another yeah. one. Uh, one of the Nightcrawler ch ch Chimera are is a uh, M plate, the old Gen X. 
villain who like it basically is like a vampire. He sucks your life energy and shit. Oh yeah, I don't know that one. Oh, the one X twenty three kills. Uh, yeah, the one that has the like face mask thingy. Yeah. On. Well, that's another one. Anyway, Nightcrawler's dying. <laughs> I'm just trying no, to no, fucking fill in um, the story, you know. Yeah. Just... Nightcrawler is continuing to mutate, and Sinister doesn't know why, and he can't resurrect him. So he basically just got bored and forgot about him. Can we? <laughs> we can't leave this data page without talking about some of these things, man. Go for it. I love fucking Sassy Sinister. So this yeah. book is being written by Cy Spurrier, who is the guy writing um, Legion, right? Legion of yes. X. Uh, yeah. He's for me. He's a hit and miss writer. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I've never like I've never found his writing to be particularly funny, but he was really good in this one. Yeah. Like at the very end, I, I can't remember some of the other, but basically, like you said, he kind of like he was obsessed with Nightcrawler. And then he like he's like, oh, I couldn't solve it. So I just pushed it aside. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And he, like, note to self. Remember to like to kill it or something. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's like, note to self. Did I ever actually get around to killing the original Nightcrawler? I should probably check the inventory of the things that used to be amusing, but now bore me archive. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's, that's fantastic. So we have um, we have Sean Cassidy, not Sean Cassidy, right? That's his name. Yeah, it's Banshee. Yeah, Banshee. Yeah. Anyway, Banshee and Mother Righteous are talking where the how the Summer's house used to be on the moon. They've taken over, basically, and they're going to meet with Sinisters, particularly Doctor Stasis and um, the old one, the old Sinister Orbis, whatever. And we find out why she's important because she's a sinister also. Yes, we also find out, I believe, at this point that she is the one who, um, using magic and blood magic, um, put like a like a some kind of curse on Nightcrawler's yeah, Nightcrawler. genes so that like they couldn't be tampered with, but it also made him into a monster. Yeah, and then he can't be, or they said he can only get fixed from resurrection, but then also he can't be resurrected. Yes, because Sinister is the one who controls resurrections. Yes. So she reveals that she's been a Sinister this whole time also, which made me want to, made me feel like, man, I should be reading that book, I guess. Because 100%. Like, this made me be like, oh man, I got a stack of those fucking books I guess I'm going to tackle. Yeah, I, I guess she's important. She happens to be a sinister, but uses magic instead of science. So now they're referring to each other as brother and sister, which I thought was like really funny. And eventually she tries to kill Dr. Stasis and sends the entire squad after him to kill Dr. Stasis. And you find out Orbis is like, yeah, good. That's what I wanted. And she's like, but why? He's like, well, you can't stop me, even if you wanted to. And I have my own plans. I need you to make sure that I have control of the Moira so no one ever uses it. Oh, In he the- straight up tells her because he wants, yeah. like we were just saying, this is when we find out. I want to basically create Dominion, which is yeah. the highest possible tier of interstellar intelligence, indistinguishable in power from the grandest mythological godheads. So that is that's his end goal. He wants to create that. Now, also, I find it funny because she references how they're all squabbling about who's the real sinister. So I hope that's kind of laying kind of clues that like none of them are. None of them are the original sinister, including the one that we're following in the main book. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so then we get some kind of a montage of Banshee trying to free other people, but it doesn't actually seem to work on other people. So eventually they find Nightcrawler and I think that's Glob who's being used as food for a feral Nightcrawler and Dr. Nemesis whose fungi head has like, I don't know if it's grown or if it's supposed to be like fumes. I I want to say it's grown into the wall. It looks like it's part of the wall now. Yeah, it's, I think it's grown around the wall more or less. Yeah, so that's a thing. They freed, uh, they, they went to that the the laboratory because they wanted to free more people chimeras like them they realize the frequency works on the chimeras better but we find out only for a limited amount of time no um they get like a pixie version it looks like what are you talking about they get a pixie chimera yeah that's pixie yeah. Yeah, but you're no so um <laughs> it only works on these chimera because they are spliced with nightcrawler and his his gene. Oh, his I faith, missed that then. His like my bad. Beca- yeah, yeah. Because because Nightcrawler to his genetic core is a good guy. That when he they scream when this scream hits them and it jumbles up the sinister genetics, that's when Kurt comes out. That's when they're just genetics for being a good person just override but it is being it is going backwards though it's, it's regressing it's starting yes it's yeah. sinister is starting to come back though yeah. i thought you were saying that i was wrong about that i'm like no 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 <laughs> no, no just the, gotcha. the 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 reasoning yeah 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 and i guess we're supposed to realize mother righteous is using these people of course and using their oh yeah faith. wait in doing that we can't we skipped over where you were building to sorry that right. when they when they end up in this lab they find the OG Nightcrawler, who, as we learned earlier, Mister Sinister is like, oh man, he's kind of like important now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they, I said that they they have the Feral Nightcrawler yeah. and they have him. It looks like eating from Glob. Yeah, in the little thing, which is pretty disturbing. And so Mother Righteous has a plan for her faithful team, and basically she's like, hey, there's a secret place here. I need you guys to get in. Who wants to be the first one to try? Anyone and they're she's using the I guess the nightcrawler faith essentially yep. to be like you're worshiping me and you're gonna do this for the family and we can do this. So we get a version I mean you have you but you have to remember though, this is the sinister version of a religious person. Yes. You know what I mean? Like so it's very yeah, of course, like it's like sure, she's being all like this like faith and goodness and we are on the side of of righteousness yeah but she's still a sinister to her core so of course she's just like eh, that person didn't matter let's bond them up <laughs> so wall crawler the spider-man nightcrawler he's like hey i have faith and we're gonna go and i'm gonna bamf into there and and uh get inside the laboratory he bamfs and dies it has empty bamfing <laughs> and i want to point out mm-hmm the fact that this is a nightcrawler mixed with it looks like Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um that just proves that Peter Parker to his core is not a good guy. Like <laughs> because if the genes that this motherfucker used were Kurt and Peter, this thing would have been good on its own. <laughs> but Peter's not a good guy. 
And, and this is the hill I will die. This is a thing that I've always subscribed to, that Peter is not a good guy. Uh, the hill I die on with Spider-Man is that his one and only is actually um, Gwen, not MJ. Yeah. yeah. Like in his ultimate ideal world. Yeah. We, I mean, we saw that in House of M. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I very much think like, don't get me wrong. I think Peter is a good guy. I, I think, but I think he has a dark side. He has to try like. The, well, we know he does because of uh symbiont suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Peter Parker struggles in life because his main struggle is his selfishness versus his ability to be there for people. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway, this is not a Spider-Man podcast. <laughs> we try. We, we might try it one day. For now, no. Um, so she kind of has a cold, emotionless reaction to a wall crawler dying. Well, the rest of the team is just like, what? And then Banshee is a little more skeptical. He's a little more like, wait a minute, this plan doesn't sound right, but Mother Righteous cuts him off every time. So then she's like, it's okay, he's dead. He's one with the spark. He's fine. What we need is for you to get all the instruments of the gods. And we see like a broken Thor's hammer, uh, the eye of Agamotto, and a few other things. And uh, Banshee does not look happy. The Siege Perilous, too, mind you. The what? The Siege Perilous. What's that? It's from um the Excalibur books. It's the little, that diamond-shaped thing, like, right above her, right next to the, um or not diamond, but, like, gem-looking thing next yeah. between the sword and the hammer. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah, Banshee's not look happy about it. The rest of the team kind of looks like, okay, because they trust her. Because mm-hmm. they don't know their purpose, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that this is about to turn into like some kind of like heist, some kind of <laughs> magical instrument, magical godlike uh, heist. But is the heist going to take them 10 years? Because the next it goes 10 years every crossover, right? Every month. No. Or no, the next one's in 100 years. Yeah. So like it's going to take them 100 years to find these. I don't know. We're going to find out. So it I gave just... that one a oh, good. It might just be we get there and we're like, ah, oh, we find we finally got them all. <laughs> like the beginning of Since the Sinister Issue Two, <laughs> they yeah. they just have all these MacGuffins at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I give that uh also three and a half. I gave it a four. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, and it and it made me want to go back and fucking read these Legion of X books. Yes, definitely. And learn more. Legion about- of X and um, Sabretooth and the Exiles are kind of on my list now to read. Yeah, I still need to finish the Sabretooth miniseries. That too, yeah. That leads into that. But yeah, I've been I've been getting I, I have them. I, I pretty much if it is I get pretty much every X-Men book that comes out. <laughs> Whether we talk about them or not, I get them. All right, so that brings us to immoral X-Men. Not the immortal ones. These are Ooh. the immoral ones because again, they're sinister. This is Emma often... in, a, in a poofier, much poofier cape for Emma. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is the the unless I got a oh no, I do have a variant. Okay, never mind. Somehow I picked up a variant of this. I was like, this is like the only one that doesn't have sins of sinister written across the top of it. There we go. Thank you. Oh man, I like that cover more. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I don't. This is Phil Noto, I think. Show me your cover. This is great audio. I know. That's all right. Mine's better. 
I like the design of yours better, but this is Phil Noto's work, and uh, and I love Phil Noto. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Immoral X Men. This is again. This is eight, ten years from when we last saw the Quiet Council. Um, we open with Nick Fury and a bunch of uh bandits, uh, about to try to. Try to um, infiltrate basically the old X mansion, and um, oh my god! I just noticed the, on the first panel, on what looks like the Empire State Building, there's a there's a red diamond. Is there? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, so we open and there's some narration going on throughout this, and we find out that that narration is from none other than um, Emma. Because she and Charles just, or mostly Charles, just makes this ragtag group of uh, renegades trying to fight the system jump out of the window and kill themselves. And then because Charles is such a sensitive soul, it still hurts him to do it. Even though he has sinister genes, he, he is upset by having to kill. But again, everyone must succumb to the dream, so... I love this aspect of the story. I love they're still them. It's they're the sinister versions of them. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so that's how we open. And uh trying to re- anyway. Um we come to find that Hope would like to call a, a meeting. And so Emma basically brings connects all of their minds from all the different places they're at. Uh, Hope is just hanging out in this like luxurious castle looking place while fucking um, Exodus paints her picture as a as an angel and just a saint. grovels after her as much. Oh as my possible. god, he just worships. She's like he's like her little lapdog. Like his sinister version is being hers. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, but such is the case. Um, we also learned that Hope now has a cybernetic hand, and that's because if Cable's not going to be around, somebody has to have a fucking cybernetic arm. Yeah, it and makes I sense. It. And by the way, my thumb is a grenade. <laughs> like, of course, the sinister version of Hope is just making stupid fucking explosives and guns. Yeah. And so Hope calls this meeting because she she ran she ran some she crunched some numbers she did an analysis about what the 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 future looks like. So like right now they're basically in charge of everything. They got the world. They they brought it to heal. But in the next 10 years some other places, some other worlds are going to start taking notice of that and they're going to want to come test our our ability. They're going to be small places. It's not going to be the, the fucking Shi'ar yet. It's not going to be these big guys. It's just going to be some other little ones whose names escape me now. But then by like year 30 if we're still like running this shit, <laughs> then the Shi'ar come get us. The scroll come get us. We need. She's like, at our current level, we make it ba- maybe seventeen more years before we're wiped out by some fucking <laughs> some space some space aliens. Which so, is interesting because they've made the world's greatest heroes who've saved the world multiple times into sinister versions. And they still don't think they would beat the Shi'ar? No, because they're sinister. (laughs) Yeah. And and so Sinister Hope's solution is obviously we need more guns. And so the council is basically like, yeah, sure. 
uh, what do you think, Mister? Sin- like, let's do that, Mister Sinister. I feel like Mister Sinister, the actual Mister Sinister, doesn't really like our plan of taking the war to the to the space aliens. But you know, whatevs. And so then we cut to our what we believe right now is our original Mister Sinister, and he's having tea somewhere in in New Essex, and um bitching that even in his perfect world americans don't know how to make fucking proper tea <laughs> yeah. and so then he just goes back to his second most secret layer because we learn his first has been stolen and we know now by destiny and we find a naked clone version of himself being like hey who am i what's going on here and Mr. Sinister explains to him that this is a talk to the duck situation in which you chat through a problem with an inanimate object. And by saying it all out loud, you realize, you know, the solution. But as Mr. Sinister says, <laughs> as we said earlier, but I would never talk to a duck. Untrustworthy never. animal. Famously <laughs> so. Sinister ducks? Even I wouldn't go so far. <laughs> so this is his duck. And so he basically tells us what we already know. His secret base has been stolen and the quiet council is not under his thumb anymore. He doesn't like what they're doing. He needs to reset this timeline or just kill all these fucking. <laughs> yes. Cause he has hope. a trigger to kill yes. every sinister. But do you recall where it is? Yeah. It's in the secret, the first secret lab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So God damn it. Like, a little hard to get to that one now. So he he realizes it's his only solution though. He's gotta he's gotta kill these fucking these fucking quiet council sinisters. And and to do so, he's just going to put another gene inside of them that he can then turn off and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> um and so he decides he's going to f- start with Emma and he floats in through her open skylight. Like a very like a vampire, and he comes at her sleeping in her Emma form with a syringe, and when he goes to stab it into her neck, he finds that she's actually in her diamond form, and she informs him, "I never, excuse me, I never sleep in human form, but your dumbass thought I did, because." I fucking kidnap mastermind <laughs> keep him awake to with amphetamines and make him project an illusion that I am sleeping peacefully in my skin and not in my diamond skin. And you fell for it. You dumb fuck. <laughs> I think we had a issue where she had a whole speech about why she sleeps in diamond form and everything. Yeah, and because, and she says in here, I'm not that I'm not that, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Self-conscious or self-doubting mm. anymore now that I'm sinister. Um and so Mr. Sinister's like, fuck, I'm about to get murdered. And so he <laughs> uh teleports out of there. And Emma calls the quiet council and says, We gotta hunt for Mr. Sinister. And so we get a data page with all the different places that they send the quiet council off to. There's the bar sinister with no name. Nova Roma, the Savage Land, uh, so the West, the Westchester complex. Uh, this is, this is one of his main labs, so he wouldn't be dumb enough to run there. They say in the, in this, but Emma will go look just in case, and then the rest go to these other places, including Wakanda. Um, but Emma secretly knew that Mister Sinister was 
at the Westchester complex, as it's called. And she shows up, finds him, and he thinks he's ready for. Her. He thinks he's got a gun that he's he made a gun out of Banji and Cipher genetics so that it can read the frequency of her diamond and then scream to blow it up. And uh, she's like, bitch, I was ready for that, too. I now have Wolverine jeans and she just presses this patch in her fucking arm. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> and her fucking arm grows back and Mr. Sinister is pissed. And so he's like, bitch, I got another <laughs> card up my sleeve. I got a bunch of Cyclops clone. Chimera. Chimera hybrids. <laughs> yeah. So a bunch of laser eye shooting critters come running at her. But Emma Frost says, Sinister really thought that I couldn't pull all the strings better than he could. Oh, wait, no, I missed that. Oh, that's what she, sorry, I read too far down. There's never been a Scott who I couldn't make do whatever I wanted. Yeah, I like that And she just might, just like, just waves them all off. Just whatever. They just pass out or kill themselves. Yeah, they start killing each other, it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) And so she, um, has this chain with her and she wraps it around sinister's neck and she's about to fucking almost cut his fucking head off basically and says i we don't need you anymore like you gave us everything you dumb fuck and she and she's and he's like wait there's still this one thing i've now found a way to put five genes into one chimera and it's the only way i can make an army of this and it's the only way that you'll beat the other quiet council members because you know we're mr sinisters we're going to turn on each other. And she looks like the Chimera from the first, from Power of X. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call. Yeah, I missed that. Um, and and he's like, I will give you an army and you'll be able to defeat the rest of the Quiet Council. So you need me. Don't kill me. And she's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to consult the whole council on this, actually. And she calls them all together. And she's basically like, so this is what he can do for us if he lives. You can make these Chimera. We can b- make these weapons, whatever. All in favor? Yep. Let him live. So now he's just their, uh, their captive. Yeah. And she says... In his own world, he's a captive. <laughs> yep. She says, you're one of us more than ever, and we're one of you. Krakoa needs you. Long may that state continue. And obviously that's a threat, because if if there's no Krakoa, then there's no need for him. Yeah. And he and he's like, for my sake. And Emma basically like, stop saying the quiet part out loud. You're so dumb. And she just walks <laughs> out. She's and in in her head as she's walking out, basically saying, eventually, there will be no we, as in the we, the Quiet Council, and there will only be the royal we, as in me, Emma Frost, the Queen. Yeah, five X's. Five I X's. Love this and I love that it, it's so each of these books is staying true to the book that its creators are from or that it's yes, it's reference for so like this was an all emma book like the immortal x-men have each focused on one quiet council person the storm and the brotherhood is all about Araco, like the x-men red book and yeah. then the nightcrawlers one is the legion of x so it's like there's a book that ties into all these other things you know what i mean like it's nice it's nice like it's they- still familiar but it's being flipped on its head Exactly. I, I really enjoy it. I love the idea that when everyone goes on all their worst behavior, Emma's the one who's winning the game. Yeah. Like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, and, we think she's winning. We haven't seen everybody else. Maybe other 
ones are planning stuff too. We don't know yet. Well, that's also the thing. They're all sinister, meaning they're all trying to betray each other. And yeah, next time, all of these books are going to be a hundred years from now. That's the thing. Yeah. So I don't know if Sins of Sinister issue two starts a hundred years. Technically, ninety years from now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I love that. I don't know where this is going, but it feels coherent. Which we've read plenty of events that do not feel coherent. Yeah. And by you. the end of it becomes a jumbled mess. Yeah. It it feels pretty good so far. And it's I like that it's just these. Like the checklist at the end. It's again, we got Nightcrawlers, Immoral X-Men, Storm, Immoral X-Men, Storm, Nightcrawlers, and then a final book, Sins of Sinisters, Dominion. Which is will more referring? be added? <laughs> will more be added? I, I I hope not. I hope they don't do that thing where they like start adding more in and whatever. I don't think so. It looks like they have a plan for wherever this is going. Yeah. So far, it's now, been really good. So far, before we end the show, do you think if the end result of like the last issue is just someone kills a Moira and reverts back, like was all this a waste? Like, no. I think that's to be a lasting consequence. I I I don't. I think you can do that and still make a lasting consequence because like there will be Mr. Sinister will remember what he's done. Yeah. Cause he will be, well, maybe to... the council will all remember. That's what I'm saying. Like there'll so. be some, there'll be some ramification. You can reset it and you can have it where yes, yeah, some people remember and now they are left with this choice of what do we do about Mr. Sinister or what do we do about, our need for Mr. Sinister like, and all the other Sinisters. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't yeah. think all the other Sin. I think we come out of this with maybe one Mr. Sinister. I think by the end of it, we will find out who the original number one Sinister is. Mm. I, I could see there being some questions still, but also for some reason, I kept wondering where um, not Elon Musk is the one who took over the moon next to Mars. Oh, fuck. What was his name? Like I kept, I kept thinking like he would have something to play. Well, technically he was part of Orcus, so I guess maybe he's just dead. As yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, because he was Orcus. Orcus. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was trying to. I was trying to remember that. Yeah. Well, we are off to a great start with this event. Thank you so, so much, guys, for joining us today. Josh, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Twitter. It's at Xbrarian. It's Librarian with an X. Or you can simply go to KrakowaRadio.com. Sweet. You what can find you? me. At Madman3005, talking all the X-Men, talking all MCU, talking all Power Rangers, and talking all wrestling. Lots of alls. That's that's a lot of topics you cover. <laughs> I, I That's what I do. So until then, guys, we will see you next time. <laughs>